What's up, bacon strips? Dogs don't know it's not bacon. Can you believe that? I can. They're fucking poor fools. Dumb. No, I want them to know. <laughs> I want them to know. I want it to be like it's when you go to Champs and it says not meat. <laughs> All right, welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night, the two minutes to late night podcast. It's uh, it's a show where we're really mean about albums. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so much guilt in my life. Uh, you are here with uh, most of the two minutes to late night writers room, one of which who is dying. Do you want to go first, Katie? Hi, I'm America's sweetheart, Katie Rose Leon, and I'm having an asthma attack for the entirety of this podcast. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm uh, I, I'm Jeremy Hammond, and uh, uh, I feel very vindicated right now. <laughs> I'm Lucy Steiner, and I'm here to say I'm sitting on top of a stairway. I'm sitting on stairs. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Little stairs. You know where they go? To heaven. Yes. Um, and I'm Jordan Olds, and I'm caffeinated for the gods right now. <laughs> this is the first time we're recording the intro after we've already done the podcast, because uh, today we had a very special guest. Uh, we we actually, we got, we got Spider from Power Man 5000. I, I can't believe, this is the first time, like, it's been a long time podcasting, right? We've been doing this podcast yeah. for almost a year now. Katie and I have been doing our other podcast for a little over two years, and I have made so many come on the pod jokes yeah, in my we career. Just, like uh you cowards. You cowards. Very mean too. And, and and this is the first time that it's ever actually uh come around and somebody actually came on the fucking pod. He wasn't a coward at all. He 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 uh uh made his ancestors proud. We got caught in the spider's web. Write <laughs> 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 it on my grave. <laughs> yeah, spider gave us the business. <laughs> Well, he, uh, uh, I mean, well, to be fair, in this episode, he particularly gives me the business because we listened to the EP that I made with my post-college band, Dog Meat. Um, I still love those boys a lot. They are good, good, good friends, but uh, they are going to listen to this episode and feel bad, probably. <laughs> are you going to um, give that link so the fans can find it? A hundred percent. Can I say my favorite thing about this whole thing is he clearly has no idea about the actual show that we make. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only listened to the episode that he was on. He had because no... he has a Google alert for yeah. Power Man. He knows exactly really, what we thought. I really respect that. He's like, I'm not going to give these guys the time of day. Yeah. <laughs> he has very healthy boundaries, and it's... <laughs> It's you know what Jeremy, I, I wish I Jeremy, had better. You ones. need to climb out of the spider's egg sack right <laughs> out now. Out of the spider hole. You were you were you were you are, you are just, you, you're be you're way too much. I agree. He it was it, it was a great very cool conversation. Uh, it got surprisingly real the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He read us the filth. The library was open. <laughs> We do have to like we have to address that like you know it's you know this is a this is a performative <laughs> podcast we're like you know we're making jokes we're trying to be yeah we're trying to be mean on uh, like uh for for funsies that's what it's about yeah there's a fair amount of the time that we record this podcast and and maybe this is kind of like lifting the veil a little too much <laughs> but there there is an amount of times that we record this podcast where we finish it we hit stop on the recording and then we say. I actually didn't really hate it that much, but like somebody had to be the negative one. Yeah. 
you, when we walk into the room, there's like an unspoken agreement that like uh, that Jeremy are are are, are, are like going to be fencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever one of us is into, the other one is not. And yeah, that's how this show has functioned for Wait, almost. I a think year. we did that only what? one time where we were Wait. allowed to gr- agree. What? <laughs> but but I I thought I didn't know I didn't. <laughs> YouTube commenter, how did you get in here? It's just me, Katie. I thought <laughs> I thought you guys got divorced because you couldn't work it out, and you've been hanging <laughs> out without me, and I just don't understand. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy is is trying to in, invite is crossing is ready to cross a boundary with Spider. So no, I'm Listen, not even going to ask you. He he's a very charming fella. <laughs> uh, I I found myself very uh, uh, compelled by what he was saying, and uh, I I think he sound he he's a great guy. I'm really happy we got him on the show. Yeah, we basically just had like a an hour conversation about art. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't, I don't hate that. Except, like you know, like we know that we're here for fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's our here's our hour long conversation with Spider One from Powerman Five Thousand, Rabbi Powerman. <laughs> All right. So we're here. We're here with Spider One from Powerman Five Thousand. Thank you for being here, dude. Well, listen, you guys are uh, my favorite podcast um <laughs> oh no that's such bad news i must admit I, I have only listened to one episode and that was the one where you spent three and a half hours completely talking shit about me and i was oddly uh i was like sort of fascinated and flattered at the same time so i, I couldn't help but reach out and see if we could do this together yeah, I mean that's the first. How did you find our podcast? Well, I was on. We were on the road. I don't know on tour, and um, I have a like a like a Google alert, right? So if some if a Power Man video goes, whatever, and then there was this Google alert. Like this, oh wow, this is cool. These these guys are talking about me. You know, let's check it out. And then <laughs> I'm literally sitting in some like you know, like some Best Western in like you know Des Moines, just like. <laughs> Just like a dog listening to a high-pitched sound, like my head is like, what is going on here? Katie is free of guilt, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah Katie wasn't here that week. There was, there was somebody, forgive me, I don't know like everybody's name, there was somebody that kind of stuck up for me, so I was like, where that guy is, he's cool, but everybody else is a you know, total fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's that's Jeremy, me, I get yeah. that one. Yeah, we had Jeremy uh, sticking up for you, and then we had uh, a guest that uh, actually wrote an essay about how, how, how awesome your album is. And so, and, oh, there you go. Yeah, well, like... Um, Here's the, so I kind of took because uh, I was new I was new to the band so I took I was like I guess I gotta go against the the essay guy and <laughs> also Jeremy and then uh, but you know it was it, it was definitely something where after we watched the music video the it put everything into context everything made sense after that right it was a little more perspective because i mean you know and the honest, the truth about like those music videos is just because you got to you got to understand like the uh you can look at those videos and be sort of like what the f- why are they doing that like why are they shooting lasers over his hand so you got to think that we we're, we're a band for 
before we got signed to DreamWorks and even, you know, we'd been kicking around for 10 years, like literally making zero dollars, lugging our gear through the snow, everything, every sob story that everybody tells you, that was us. And then suddenly you're in this position where they're like, we're going to make our first video and the budget's $500,000. And I'm like, well, fuck it then, you know, like, let's go. Let's, I want robots. I want, you know, evil space, you know. And, and, and trust me, like that didn't that did not go over well at the label. They were <laughs> It's true. They uh I mean the reality is because we when we first started we didn't do a lot of that stuff because we simply just couldn't afford to do it. Um and then when I wanted to do it, when we finally got the chance, my A and R guy at DreamWorks called me in, emergency meeting, sat me down in his, his office. He's like, sit down. I'm like, okay, okay. He's like, I want you to watch this. And he proceeds to put on like a Deftones video with uh, like skateboarding. And he starts yelling at me. He's like, skateboarding, baggy pants, Jane Wallace. That's what you need to be doing. And I was like, but I don't. And I was like, but they're doing it. And they're doing a pretty fucking good job of it. And like, you know, I kind of just want to be Flash Gordon for a minute. Is that cool? You know? And uh, they, they just hated it hated it and then it, and then the song blew up and then of course i was a genius and they're like do it more do it more you know? <laughs> it's, inter- it's interesting the you know perspective like th- this was the thing when i listened to you guys talk this is this is like i was like this personifies the internet what i'm listening to right like like i don't yeah, care yeah. If, you, if you think like uh, like i think most of my music is bad you know what i mean like i don't I don't care, like, if you don't like something. Like, that's to be expected, right? Like, but I was just, like, listening to all these, like, assumptions and, like, well, he only did that because he was doing this. And, you know, and I think there was one moment where somebody said, like, he used to work at Fearnet. And someone said, oh, did they pay him for that? No, of course not. And I was like, they paid me so much fucking money to be on Fearnet. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They literally paid me. I negotiated to get paid seventy-two thousand dollars a year to go to Comic Con. Like that was literally what I did. Went to Comic Con, and then they send me to like the the Four Seasons to interview, you know, what some press junket for two minutes. You know, it was, a, it was like the best thing that had ever happened to me. Um, but then, of course, it just folded and went away, and it, you know. But I just found it to be very telling and very interesting. Like, listen to you guys, and there's this thing like we're. We all, I think we all do it, right? Because there's so much information and we have, there's so many opinions floating around that like, this like, kind of knowing why somebody did something or what they were thinking when they did it. And usually it's so wrong. You know, a, a, a great one for me is like, cause <clears throat> over the years, you know, this band's been around for over 20 years, you know, so there's been a lot of member changes, you know. Like I would love to have the same five guys forever. It just doesn't work out that way. And you always get like, well, let me tell you the reason why. Because fucking Spider's ego is so fucking huge that uh, you know you can't you, you can't keep band members you know like that like said from somebody who doesn't know me doesn't know any other band member doesn't know any you know couldn't possibly be because one guy was a cocaine addict one guy got married and had kids one guy just had an upper tour you know it has yeah. to be because my my ego is so massive you know this is the guy that drives drives the van you know me driving you know my ego is so massive. It, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just insane. Yeah, so anyway, so I, I just found the whole, your whole broadcast to be incredibly entertaining, but also, like, just sort of like a fascinating social study on, 
on assumption and opinion on people. It's really oh really oh cool. <laughs> yeah no well, for sure. I mean that's I mean that is our podcast. Like we just talk and try to put together like a narrative for an album or that, that we're listening to. So that's just kind of what that that's that's how every episode kind of is. And you're right. Yeah, a lot of it is just like gross assumption like what else is there anything else you want to correct f- for us like, like I I, you know honestly I, I i wanted to go back and re-listen to it. i just didn't get a chance to because but i can honestly say and this is not a joke like that everything you said was wrong <laughs> <laughs> great there there wasn't because i'm one i'm i'm the guy like if somebody called me i'm like yeah you know what they're right but i was just like every single thing other than you other than you not liking it which is which is fine with me like i don't care like that any someone doesn't like it you know that's that's um but yeah it was really funny so i i like like in a couple things there was something that's oh oh i like uh yeah like the fear net thing was one that that he writes his own wikipedia page was one (laughs) oh yeah i don't even know how to log i don't even know how to log you didn't write any part of that (laughs) (laughs) why what is what was that? I, I can I can imagine ninety nine percent of it is other, other people. You didn't write any of it. <laughs> None of the Wikipedia. No, I don't even know how to do that. I I really don't. You're I, calling us from a payphone right now, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also. I, I know, really. Yeah, you're literally asking me to like maybe if we do Google video. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And now you're thinking. <laughs> I'm like, I think we're coming from the perspective of comedians who would definitely write our own Wikipedia page if we oh, had the ability yeah. to. Oh, yeah, are you kidding? And this yeah, is- if they wouldn't immediately take it down. <laughs> this is also feeling like a real circle of life moment because I think on a microcosmic level, we complain a lot about the people who make assumptions about us in the show, and now we're really having to eat crow. Uh, <laughs> we're hoisted on our own petard. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is uh, yeah. This is a full Larry David full circle moment for us. I don't. Yeah, I don't usually like. I don't usually like. You guys are one of the few people I've ever like re- wrote a comment. I, I don't ever do that because you'd be de- sitting there all day. And there are definitely times when you just so desperately want to respond to somebody, but you don't. Yeah. And I gener- generally like the only if there may there's probably maybe in the you know since I started doing this maybe five times total I've ever, and it's always somebody who is like so incredibly evil and mean. And those are the people I want to reach out to. And the funny thing about that is um, generally what happens is some, you know, you'll read some po- you know, comment on this fucking piece of shit, you know, worst fucking loser, you know, like going on. And then you reach out, you're like, yo man, you know, like, I, like as if I didn't read it, I'm like, Oh, thanks for the support. You know, like, and, <laughs> Every time the person writes, right, like, yo, dude, I was just fucking around. I'm a huge fan. Sorry, man. I was, you know, they just instantly, like, feel bad. And, God, I shouldn't have said that. But I think it's going to cry for attention. And clearly that's what, you know, it's a, it's what you guys are. It's a cry for attention. <laughs> well, that no, could be more true. I mean, yeah, we're, we're comedians, so we make a career off of, like, being mean to, like, look at me, but... Also, We're also completely crowdfunded. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's also yeah. That's where it all comes from. But it's also you know, uh, like that's why this week uh, because I I think I was making most of the mean bits that so that's why I was like, all right, let's just reverse it. 
I'm gonna. I was like, let's listen to. Uh, we'll we'll tear apart an album that I made straight out of college, and you can kind of uh, just say whatever you want about it. <laughs> and to be clear, this yeah. is an yeah. album that Jordan made that uh, the creators of Shrek and Shrek Two did have did not have any interest in. That was my that was my question because you were signed to DreamWorks. What's Shrek like in real life? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I never met Shrek. Um, <laughs> real question no that was a bit that's like a that's like a yeah i know it's like a uh morning dj like if you could be a tree okay yeah i didn't think that i i didn't think that you were signed to the same record label as mike myers as a cartoon but yeah i tell you what yeah, I mean, look, DreamWorks was actually a pretty, pretty cool fucking place because it was like, uh, they, but the the funny thing about DreamWorks, not funny, I guess not funny, but they would, they, we were one of their first bands signed, and I think, I think honestly, like we were thought of as just kind of like a throwaway thing, and they were yeah. dumping all this money. They signed George Michael, and they shot, like they did this, this uh, duet with Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, and they were just dumping like millions and millions of dollars into all these huge things and nothing was going and then our stupid record was the first platinum record they ever had and it just like made no sense to them at all you know yeah yeah second album i do love sean freud yeah (laughs) well i have i have a question okay so what what was the like you know we made a lot i made a ton of assumptions about your album i wish i could i wish i could remember more but i maybe you remember them so (laughs) I, i remember listening to it and uh, I just remember uh, thinking, I, I remember just thinking that it was like supposed to, it sounded like it was supposed to be a sexy album. And I was, I, I was confused by it. Was it supposed to be a sexy album or were you just, then when I saw the video, I was like, oh my God, it's just lasers. None of the, he, this is, yeah. this, I started to like yeah. get it a little more having the visual with me. But like, what, what was the goal of the record? Well, I mean, it certainly wasn't supposed to be like like a sexy album. I don't know what that means, but uh, like, uh, but I think maybe what you're alluding to is like the vocal style. Yeah, yeah. Said, you sound very horny on these records. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that. I mean, listen, feel that those feelings. I'm again flattered and a little confused, but um, I think. Listen, here's the thing. So I started, I, I started uh, out, you know, loving music, right? Loving punk rock. I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know how to play music. I still don't. I can't read a note of music. I'm not a singer. Um, so I listen to punk rock records, and I'd be like, oh, I could do that, because they're not singing. They're just kind of yelling. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And then, then the other kind of music after that, which was a, had a similar effect to me, was like rap music. So I was like, oh, fuck, they're not singing either. Cool, I can do that. And so... <laughs> I think what happened is then, uh, then, then sort of Power Man became this, kind, at least vocally, right? Like I'm like kind of a weird hybrid. So I'm not really rapping. I'm not really singing. I'm not really. I'm just kind of talking. You know, I don't know. It's it was for lack of having. It was like lack of ability. Honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of go, okay, well, if I can't sing like those other guys, I have to develop like a character like a character, you know, or a character sound. So when I, someone hears my voice, they know who it is. And that's just kind of what came out, you know, this sort of like 
low spoken, you know, like half hearted attempts at melody by going, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like over the years, I've, since, since then I've gotten better. Like, I, you know, it's funny because that album is certainly our most popular record, and, you know, but not, in my opinion, no, by no means like the best record we ever made. You know, just happen to have like a couple songs that people. You know, it's timing. Like, it was a weird time, too. You got to think, you know, so it's, it's sort of weird to critique a 20-year-old record that certain came, came out at a time that was, like, filled with, you know, it was, like, such a strange time. It was a time of, like, everything from Marilyn Manson to presidents of the United States of America to back to butthole surfers to, you know, so it was a weird time for music. So yeah. it can, it can, that stuff, some of that stuff can really it you know in in I guess a sim a similar but a very different aesthetic than like eighties hair metal right it seems so bizarre now like what the fuck were they thinking but then it seemed like totally normal right like like that's what people do that's what you know so I think it's a there's a little bit of that going on too and when you look back at 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 that time oh totally I I actually I was curious about like the aesthetic. In that music video, like that that whole like uh, kind of futuristic, the goggles and the the whole outfit, was that something that like you wanted for yourself? Was it something like a costume designer just like slapped on you, or like was that like was there an intention behind that? No, I mean it's all all my fault, hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's like I said, it really was. It was opposite. It was very much like being frowned upon by everyone around me. But you know, the thing is that. You know, I was this kid that grew up loving all that stuff. You know, I was like a nerd from the beginning. Like, you know, my, I was raised on Star Trek and Marvel comics. And so that aesthetic was just like, in before, even before we sort of developed that look for that time. And since it's, you know, it, it's had different incarnations of being way less and way more and all over the map. But, you know, it was really just about, you know, I used to always, you know, in the early days, I'd reference stuff, I'd reference movies, we'd you know, reference lines from anything, Jaws to Taxi Driver and all this stuff. And then, like I said, it was really just an, an exercise in um, having the chance to do something ridiculous, you know. And, and so, no, like there was, there was nobody else <laughs> prodding us to do that. It was, it was the opposite for sure. Yeah. That's I- cool. Yeah. Can I uh, jump in for a second? Yeah, go for it. I, I think there's something interesting in the fact that, like, talking about, like, this sort of, uh, uh, like, reference-driven uh, music and, and and talking about your, your roots in punk rock, I think it's funny to look at sort of the parallels between Power Man 5000 and, and what we're here to kind of talk about, which is Jordan's uh, old band. Like, oh, listening yeah. to it today, I, I couldn't help but, like, I, I, I was really... F- like laughing to myself at there's a whole song referencing they live. Oh yeah, no. Do you feel comfortable? Isn't there also uh, isn't there an Escape from New York reference too? Look, look, I'm here to I'm here to eat crow. I was mean on this <laughs> on your episode. <laughs> we're, we're comedians. We're trying to build a narrative that's also funny. So we're gonna be we're being rude. So you know what? Everybody should should take a shot at my uh, like uh, post college band called Dog Meat, which I. Started when I moved to to L.A. Um, so yeah, I mean, Spider, do you wanna do you wanna kick it off, man? Um, yeah, but I'm, all right. I, I mean, I, I I gave it a listen. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. here's my here's my my first thought, and I and I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be that mean because I don't think it was bad. So I wish I could. I really wanted to like hate it, but I didn't. But I will say, like, like 
here's my overall feeling. And from the second I opened up the whatever band camp page or MySpace <laughs> page or whatever it was on, yeah. that the photo, I was like, okay, so here's instantly what I think these guys, and I know a lot of guys like this. I know a lot of bands like this and, and people like this, is that they're super, ta- super talented, can play, spend tons of time, like, you know, getting their chops down, but they're terrified to be, uh, to fail. So they make everything sort of like a joke. Right? Yes. So like, oh, no. yes. Yep. Go off King. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I saw like the, the, the like the, the captain's hat and the must, the ironic mustaches and the, <laughs> like the references to yacht rock and stuff. I was like, that's what this is to me. It doesn't mean it's bad. But it is like I never really got like like as as goofy as Power Man could have been. I never thought of it as, like it was that it was a joke. It was just kind of like fun, and so I was ready to take the um, the beating if someone didn't like it. But I always felt like I like I said I know guys like this. Like as long as I make it seem like we don't think it's serious, then that's our kryptonite. Like that's our or that's not our kryptonite. Whatever the opposite. That that's our out. To, well, we were just fucking around. It was just a joke. Right, so that was the first impression I got. That doesn't, again doesn't mean it's bad. Just one of the just uh, just a, an observation, right? So, but for me personally, like musically, <clears throat> I dug it more when it was like skated on the edge of like you know Black Flag, you know My War era when it got trashier. As soon as it got into like sing songy melody stuff and kind of cock rocky, that's when I check out. Like that's just not my bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, so you know, I can't, I, I'm, I, I maybe, maybe the more we talk, I'll get more mean. But right now, that, that was that was my that was my first in, with you know, like I said, it was, that was my first observation, you know. Just so anyway, but you, somebody else, somebody else, get this going. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you're, I think you're right on the money about kind of the irony factor being sort of a defense mechanism. Like, I think totally, like one of the things that I always have really liked about Power Man 5000 and one of the things that's kind of lacking in this is that like okay so in 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 your music video like the thing that makes it so great is that you are very sincerely blasting that spaceman with a Kamehameha blast you know like, yeah, right. there's no irony in it you are very much shooting him with a hand laser <laughs> whereas like this is sort of like uh there there's like the uh danger zone cover at the end which again is like a, a right. fun parallel between uh the power man record and and yours what because because you, uh, <laughs> oh, you guys had the cars cover yeah, the cars cover right uh yeah. but i i think that you're right that there there is this kind of like housing of irony around it to protect you guys from from the, you know facing maybe the the the, the horror of the fact that you are a band uh, who dreams of going to the fest and nowhere else. <laughs> I Bro, like, think about like just the just the choice of that cover tune. It kind of says it all. Like yeah, well, we've done a bunch of covers, but like but like but so so I could cover the cars, and someone could say like, well, that's a terrible cover of the cars, but no one's going to be like, oh, isn't that funny that they chose the cars because it's the cars are a great band. But if yeah. you're doing, what was it, Kenny Loggins? Who, who did that Danger Zone? It's, Kenny Loggins, it's yeah. Kenny Loggins. And here's the thing, though, is yes. I uh, I know Jordan. I know he loves yacht rock, unironically. Yeah. But here's what I didn't know that he loves Bon Jovi because that's what this album <laughs> sounded like to me. It sounds like 
and Bon Jovi watched an Every Time I Die concert and they're like, let's give that a try. Yeah. It also suffered from a little bit, like, like I think, I don't know what the order, like, if the order I listened to it was the order of the record, but, like, it kind of starts off, like, super aggressive and trashy, and I'm like, okay, and like I said, it, it then it would, you know, it kind of have these sing-songy moments, and I was kind of like, eh, but then, but then, like, it just goes someplace else, like, at the last couple of songs, like, the what was the one song, oh, fuck, sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but, like, uh, What's the second to last one? Not the cover tune, but the one before that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, there's the one uh, that's just, like, straight up. Uh, it's it's slow. It's called There's Something Wrong with Blair. It's like a the, it's a, the Thing Ballet. Yeah, ballad. right. Like, that's where I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, why are they... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you kind of had me. Like, I was like, oh, I'm kind of picturing this in my head live. Like, the tr- like the first couple songs. Like, yeah, I could, I could fucking see this being fun, a fun show. And then it got to that, and I was like, oh, man. Like, just, I just, you know, just lost me completely at that point. But, so I didn't know if you, like, that, like, like, were you guys trying to, what we... You know, not that a band has to be one thing, but like, what were you trying to be? Because it seemed like two very different things happening. There. Oh, uh, well, do you guys want some context? For this? I would love some context. Okay. Yeah. So, um, basically, I met the guitarist of the band. Like, we started the the project together. We met at a uh, uh, a concert for uh, Converge. And a band called Velertok, who are a Norwegian band that are literally like they're like half Led Zeppelin, half black metal. And, and I really love, and we just were kind of loving uh, the the use of just like really cheesy rock and roll in aggressive and aggressive music. So we just wanted to start a project that kind of just embraced how fun like a cheesy Bon Jovi kind of song can be or like an ACDC and combine it with like uh like an Every Time I Die or the Bronx or just and just some uh and some skate punk and uh just every song I, I suggested one time that it would be funny if like we wrote um a song like a rock and roll song where it's just describing how horny you should be for uh, like Jack Burton from Big Trouble Little China, and then it turned into just every song was written about a different John Carpenter character, but in a romantic right. setting. So that's so every single song is a John Carpenter movie. And did you ever think that as a as a vehicle to express humor to most people wouldn't find John Carpenter movie references funny in any way or? <laughs> Movie references are humor. So movie <laughs> references are tight. Okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm asking you is like, do you in, in not like that was that was obviously trying to be an asshole, but like, yeah. did you do you think you succeeded in 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 what you were trying to do, or did you feel like it didn't really work? Oh fuck no, it didn't work. <laughs> I think I think the strong uh, I think the song structure worked the way I wanted it to. I think uh, like. I like the songs musically. I don't think, I think uh, our singer Malachi has a really good voice. I don't, I don't really love, uh, I don't like a lot of the lyric choices um, that, that kind of came out of it. But, um, and I like, you know, uh, the recording process of just, you know, you know, we were just like 22 year olds 
trying to make uh, an album with no money. So we had that too. But also, you know, we're 22 year olds. We're idiots. Now, is it, is it something that you've always, you know, I, I'm always interested, not interested, but I like, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, like I like funny music, you know what I mean? Like it's an HD or Steel Panther or something, but it's not something I would lean to, to listen to, you know what I mean? Like I, what is it about like comedy rock that was something that we wanted to do? I think what we got lyrically on the album is kind of like, uh, uh, like a really low-grade uh, Lemmy song, like a later Lemmy from Motorhead song, where he just like writes li- rock, writes vague rock and roll lyrics in two minutes, and is like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> but like Into early, the studio, then. Early Lemmy is is weird lyrically too. I mean, like on the album that everybody loves at Motorhead, there's "Love Me Like a Reptile," which I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I think uh, that a, means uh, <laughs> uh, you're a heat rock, I believe. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're spot on. Like the uh, the humor was, it was like a defense mechanism going in. But we also genuinely loved bands that were really funny. Like we loved Valiant Thor. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, but are they were they supposed to be funny? Yeah, I think well, like their stuff, like they're really. Like, their songs are genuinely hilarious, but they're also fucking awesome. I think... I can't tell sometimes because I... Look, I, uh, you know, I sort of get lumped in some sort of metal world just because of the nature of, you know, whether it's the Ozfest or whatever. And, and but, but, you know, for me, like, I never really listened to metal. You know, I wasn't like... Like, I like some metal bands, but I mean, those probably wouldn't be metal. Like, you know, ACDC or... Van Halen or something, but like I, but the the whole genre of metal, you know, it seems very funny to me, like a Judas Priest or something or Iron Maiden. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it it seems very like super Arrested Development and like dragons and swords and stuff, and it just that seems comedic to me. But I don't think any of that was supposed to be funny. Well, I think it was. I think it's it. There's kind of like. Um, I think there's like a humor. It's it, it's like we're gonna be silly, but we're also you know they're also expressing their fears through humor and uh, just a lot of over the top behavior. To be fair, I think it depends on the band. I think yes, some were too. dead. You real you really think that Dio thought he was being? Fucked? I think well, a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> like uh, I think there is. There a, is a- I think there's. I think there's an. Uh, he, I think he's being serious with like you know. There, there's a part where he thought he was being kind of deep with that sentence, but also I think that he knew that uh, like that it's that that it's way too much. It's 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 a the whole genre itself is based on exaggeration, you know. I think it's uh, I think there's I think it's I think it's kind of both. It's like it is like a joke, you know. It's like you know the best jokes come from the truth. I think you're getting humor and theatrics confused a little bit, though, because I think some of this stuff is humorous because it has a theatrical tone to it, but I definitely think it is done in the most deaf sincerity. I'm sorry. I'm. I, I'm sorry, I, I, yeah, I do. I do too. But it seems very much like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get really uncomfortable when adults talk about heavy metal in a serious way. Like it makes me. <laughs> like, like I don't have an issue with like if some adults are sitting around and talking about how like, like how badass the bad brains are or something or you know, right. 
minor threat or something, you know, like, cause it feels sort of very real to me and very like, but like when I, you know, there was a, there used to be that show, that, that metal show where those guys like, like, like four 50, 60 year old guys literally sitting around talking about like, you know, arguing about who's better, like UFO or I don't know, like whatever. It just makes me really uncomfortable. It seems like, like I just imagine these guys going home and they're still living in mom's house and there's, you know, Frank Frazetta paintings on the wall and like just all this really like I don't know it just seems very like like Arrested Development to me but that's yeah but I never yeah. really dug that to yeah. be fair well, I've definitely slept with a lot of guys with a mattress on the floor and a Bad Brains poster on the wall <laughs> who are like 40 years old so that's also just the thing that happens but yeah you're right like we we also just don't you know I I don't know if you've seen uh, our actual like this is this is a podcast based on like a talk show about metal that like that is like, like that is Conan like- O'Brien in the van store pretty much, um, and uh, we try we try very hard to make the actual talk show just the opposite of that metal show, like every time we have like a meeting about it. So yeah, we're trying we. You know, we we don't like to talk about metal in like a, a genuine serious way. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that like I think the more seriously you talk about it, the less serious you can take it. Yeah, like we're 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 very mean and critical on the show, but that's you know that's what that's what keeps the wheels on the bus. <laughs> um, but I don't think I, you know, I think I think that every single metal song is like I, I think like part of the 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 fun uh, or, or like I think what makes a really good metal song is if it's over the top enough, but it's actually about something. It's like I because I think there's like songs that are, you know, people expressing like genuine fears, but they're able to communicate them through being so so much yeah that it that it becomes uh you know uh it it's 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 soothing almost like to me there's like a middle ground right i think that uh there's like goofy like way over the top funny stuff and then like i i also think that like metal that's about something that's too real is also kind of lame like i don't like when like like megadeth for example like megadeth is is all political for a lot of their records and i think that that's kind of ridiculous too yeah, i think man, there's like a it's hard to strike a balance in metal because it is a silly type of music yeah i think i i'm like i'm all the way on the other end i want my metal to be about nothing about i want about fist fighting and uh <laughs> monsters yeah <laughs> Don't tell me about your opinions. I think you're right. I mean, because it's sort of like it doesn't just the sound of metal and the appearance of most metal guys. And, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily like, look, when the clash thing about politics was like, yep, get it, believe it. You know, the way they look, the way they walk, the way they talk. But yeah, like a Megadeth, like, let me talk about politics and then rip a 14 minutes guitar solo it just doesn't seem to like go hand in hand in my brain you know that's the that's the thing it's it's the the time commitment to things like guitar solos is what makes political opinions seem less valid (laughs) it's like if you if you were really urgently trying to talk about a political issue you wouldn't take a couple of minutes to shred (laughs) i'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to something really important that's gonna you know but just, hang on a second. <laughs> Let me just put my guitar behind my head. 
That's the, that is the best insight into metal I think we've ever had on this show. Yeah? But I don't know. You don't think... This is a question for Jeremy. Where do you think like a Modern Life is War fits into all that? I don't think Modern Life is War is a metal band. I think they're a hardcore band, and hardcore is completely within the realm of things that can be political. Right, but they, I'm saying a hardcore band also has to take like, here's four minutes of one riff, <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's slower. But that's the part you do your stump speech over, where you're like, hey. No one gets health insurance. Tip the bartender family. Yeah. If you're going to crowd surf, take off your shoes. <laughs> okay. So we've di- so we've narrowed it down. Metal is just is just uh, has no real idea what it's doing, and then uh, <laughs> hardcore and punk is just church but loud. Yes, yes, yes it's church but loud. It's it, the only band that's ever the only punk band that's ever successfully pulled off being like very funny is No Effects. They're the only ones who ever did it. Well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You don't think No Effects was it never off funny? Oh, they totally were. Yeah. 90s no effects is really fucking funny. Jeremy Hammond. I don't. What's their best bit? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Netflix special from No Effects? Are oh, you sorry. laughing out loud? Are you laughing? Like, I'm trying to think of this. Like, is there songs that you laugh out loud listening to in a, in a like, in, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it that? Yeah. What's funny? I don't know what's going on. What's where the jokes are but do you have like a a band that you think is genuinely really funny spider but fun i mean i don't know but no not really i mean i've I've laughed at like you know lines from songs but i don't like i said i don't really gravitate i like shit that's more weird funny like devo you know like early devo like they weren't (laughs) but it was just in fact you know it's funny that this might make some sense like when we went in to record tonight the stars revolt you know we 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 unfortunately like sort of came about during that time of when everyone was talking about new metal and i had i didn't even hadn't even heard that term yet but when we went in to make the record i don't know if we succeeded at the end but i i just sat everybody down and i said let's make a heavy devo record and that's all i wanted to do like that's you know like because that was shit that turned me on like i just love the weirdness of it i love the costumes of it i love that they were talking about social political stuff but not in like a really straightforward way they were just like masking it in these weird concepts and you know and characters and stuff and that i don't know i always found that to be really cool and, and a smart way to do stuff um again i don't is that what you were doing on the album is you, is tonight yes. the stars revolt political what's that was i trying to be political yeah are you trying to be socio-political with tonight the stars <laughs> revolt i think i was trying to approach it just like any 50s science fiction movie or Star Trek episode. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They, would, they would talk about something relevant, right? Like race relations or whatever, or, you know, in the 50s, it was all about the, the fear of the bomb and all this stuff. But it was always represented in some bizarre way because you couldn't really, you couldn't always just be that obvious about stuff. In, you know, in, in, for me, I always loved that part of science fiction was you could sort of tackle like a subject but not be so heavy handed about it that it's like, Oh, here he goes, you know, talking about, you know, whatever, just so you could sort of mask it and still have it be like, well, this is still, you know, fun and, and just loud and stupid. But if you kind of wanted to dig a little deeper than you might, if you cared to find any other meaning in it, it actually was there. You know what I mean? Um, so again, 
you know, yeah. the, the level of the, le- the level of success always is how people perceive it. You know, and it's like you you may have like a, a you know you may have a, 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 a an agenda, but it doesn't necessarily mean it translates to anybody. And it usually doesn't. You usually usually translate to a few people. Most people, like I always, I always used to always start anything we did with uh, sort of like a Beavis and Butthead mentality. I'm like, let's just like on the surface, on the foundation, let's just make sure like it rocks and it's got a good riff and there's four on the floor, so you know all the rhythmically impaired people can still kind of like clap along. But then let's put this in and let's put this movie reference or let's put this, you know, and then if a few people get it, cool. You know what I mean? And that that's been my experience over the years is that every once in a while some kid will come up to you go like, dude, I totally get what you were doing there. And you're like, cool. But he's one out of, you know, a thousand that understands maybe what you were doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely got that even with my record. I was just, I wanted it to be masked in like a, uh, in like a stupid horny rock and roll <laughs> rapping. But, you know, underneath, I kind of thought it would be really fun to use all the ideas that were actually in all the John Carpenter movies. Like, I wanted uh, the long ballad to be about the, the uh, anxiety that is represented in, in the thing. And uh, each one, but, you know, when we were that young, it was like... You know, we just we forgot to put the important shit in there. <laughs> well, and and talking about yeah. like yeah. this this kind of gap between what your intention is and what people get out of it, I think there's a lot of parallels to our show. Like, I think that Two Minutes to Late Night is kind of like very similar in a way where like we have this idea of what we want it to be, and then we have this version of it that's kind of like brought back to us from some people who watch it. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the nature of just creating things, right? Like, you create something, and look, most people are fucking idiots, so it's like they don't, you know, again, it's not about someone liking something, because I don't really care if somebody likes it, I can't right. make right. you like it, but you do, you definitely want to feel like you've created something that people can understand, right? But a lot of, but most people don't, and so that's, certainly you get that a lot in music, where we'll put out a power band record, and, and then you get people you know, bashing it, but as if I set out to make a Slayer record. Like, I know it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, as if I'm not aware of what it sounds like, or I'm not aware of what it doesn't sound like, right? right so it's, right, that, right. That's, a, that's a weird place to be where you're like, I know it doesn't sound like fucking Cannibal Corpse. I never meant it to sound like <laughs> You know, it's like, it's supposed to sound like a fucking disco beat in a Devo riff and me just saying some shit on top of it. Like, that's what I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah so you get, yeah, yeah it's a it, perception is a, is a, and, and, you know, and of course we live in a time where there's just endless opinion, endless commentary, endless. So it's, you know, it's yeah. just in like, you know, nobody, nobody really gets anything or spends the time to try to, like, I always, you know, I always try to live my, uh, like just sort of knowing how difficult it is to do anything um, to give people like an enormous amount of respect. And I think that just came from st- growing older and struggling and realizing like, like just you guys, like, like just, just the effort of putting what you guys do together and doing it all the, t- all the time and being committed to it takes an enormous amount of effort, whether it becomes the biggest podcast in the world or, you know, doesn't. It just, it still takes the same amount of effort so you you just you, you have to respect people like there's there's music that i think is crap but i'm you know i try not to be like too you know shitty about it because they're they're 
they're fucking busting their ass too. You know what I mean? So and that sounds yeah. way too like nice, nice of a thing to nice of a way <laughs> to live, but it, but it kind of is true. It's yeah. really respectable, man. Honestly, like it. All right. Quit kissing ass. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Every, yeah, Jeremy's trying Jeremy, to. It's yeah. a little much. You Jeremy, gotta, yeah. Listen, I, I want to point out that the, the way this all came about, so the way this began to begin with was because I said on our podcast that I like Power Man 5000. And then we did an episode about Power Man 5000 explicitly to hurt me. <laughs> Always trying to climb that ladder, aren't you, Jeremy? No. I'm glad you explained that because because I was I was I gotta be honest, I was the, the the other element of me listening to that podcast I was really confused it's like why are they talking about an album that's 20 years old <laughs> <laughs> well we've talked about older on here to be fair yeah the whole game of like how of the podcast like we uh, we threw like a bunch of like ideas for what our like podcast would be and we were like we're gonna um we're gonna try to put together like a podcast about you know uh albums that like critics don't like but we're gonna try to like piece together something nice about them or like figure out like a narrative of how the how the album happened so that that's sort of the game of it but you know you know jeremy is 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 usually taking the role of like i think it's great I love the whole thing. <laughs> and so we, uh, we uh, you know, like, you know, it's got to have a, uh, you know, we, we, it's for just for the sake of like moving the conversation forward, like, you know, we try to have like a devil's advocate and turn it into like some kind of uh, argument or whatever. So it, but then it also turned into like, I couldn't believe that Jeremy hated every Van Halen song. And so it turned into just like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, like I don't even believe you. So we did Pyre, uh, Power Man because he was like, "I love it," and I was like, "Well, I guess we're going into this and we're gonna have an argument about it." Um, but don't you also don't you also think that pe- people's affection for something, music in particular, really yeah. has a lot to do with a really small window in their life? Like, and generally, I think that window is somewhere between the ages of thirteen and sixteen, and it's like yeah. something that you hear. You know, because you're like at that age, you're, everything's heightened, right? Like you're emotional, everything's like so. Whatever connected to you at that point will forever in your mind be fucking brilliant, and anything that comes after it is never going to be as good. And you know, and you might hear some stuff, but there's always that. So I feel like there's there's that that thing we all have where we're just like, this is great, and you're never going to tell me anything different because it had that effect on you know, at that time of your life, and it's a powerful thing you know to have happened to you you're right dude i mean like uh you bringing up uh devo uh that you're supposed to sound like an evil devo i i hadn't heard devo myself uh until katie on the podcast show like we do we also do some episodes where we we share new bands with each other we've never heard so i just heard devo for the first time like a month ago and you saying that it's supposed to be a right i don't know (laughs) I'm from Colorado. We only it, it looks it was it was uh, Dire Straits and and, uh, and Metallica growing up. You, those are the only two people in my town. So uh, like now having the context of Devo, I'm now thinking about the way your albums put together in a different way. You know? Yeah, I mean that's what I think. Sometimes it's about at the end of the day, you don't have to like something, but I do think it's important to understand something and like, you know, and it doesn't mean it's deep and it has all this meaning, but sometimes just knowing like, 
oh, I see why they did that. Or I, and you know, it's like when you see a, a movie and you're this sucks, but it's like maybe you don't, you don't have any idea what the director or the writer was actually trying to accomplish. And if you figure that out, then you might have a different perspective on it. You know? Oh, yeah. No, totally. I, except for like my album is entirely on the surface, I think. Like it's, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like, uh, like an early ACDC album with with some thrash riffs, and that's what we wanted. I mean, well, well they fucking win, dude. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you 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 put you you put something for us to listen to that um, is it's not like you know that easy to bash on, right? Because I think it's like it's it's well played. It's you know it's like it's not like man like this was. But you know, like I said, to me it was just the uh, I could just I could just see the the intent behind it. And that was the first thing that, and it was and it's also something for me personally. Like it's just not my thing. Like I'd rather be sincere. Like you said, as silly as like World Slide Video was shooting, it was like there was no irony in that at all. Like I'm like I want to be fucking Flash Gordon. And so like, but there's something about being sincere no matter what it is it's like a yeah it's a a dangerous place to tread because you really open yourself up for you know for people to just just rip you apart i think you said you didn't want to be mean about the record but i think like calling out the irony in it was like the meanest possible thing (laughs) that anybody could have said about it is being like you fucking you scared little children and i'm like oh my god yeah yeah the fucking meanest thing I've ever... I, I thought, you know, people were going to come for just, like, this shit is cheesy. It's, uh, uh, well, I, I mean, that goes, without, that goes without saying, but, you know. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I mean, well, here, let's... I mean, we're nearing the end of this podcast. What else can we say about the fucking EP? Uh, first two songs sound exactly the same to me. <laughs> oh, every song on the album sounds the same to me. <laughs> okay. But I liked the song. I actually wanted to know if the part, the, the the sort of like, quote unquote, like the mics are still on and we're bickering about something was was uh, scripted or was that actually happening? Well, that we we scripted it eventually. I just like <laughs> I I wrote that intro riff and I was like, I don't know where the fuck this is gonna go. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is gonna turn into. So I just. I thought it was funny if we just started playing a different song, but then bring the riff back later. Nothing. I thought it was an easy way to transition because otherwise, it's uh, yeah. It was just it was. Uh, I was like, we'll use a skit to get from A to B. Was it recorded in one go? Like, were you guys all arguing at the same time, or yeah. did you do like multiple takes where you were like listening back to each other arguing and then like trying to jump in the gaps? No, we literally just uh, we just knew we had that gap, and so we just all ran into a uh, like in, into the room that had the mic and just started yelling at each other. Um, I thought yeah. it was cute because like I like you, you're someone I love in my life, but like Aww. then it also got that slight rage in my feeling to be like. If only I had the confidence of a 22-year-old white man that was never <laughs> told that he couldn't do anything and that he wasn't funny. <laughs> 22-year-old white boys think they're the funniest thing on the fucking planet. They can say anything and people will laugh. <laughs> it's amazing. And if they don't laugh, it's just because, like, you know what? The, it, the, that was too edgy for the room, oh, you know? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, I like that you called one of the songs Poor Chop Express because uh, that's on the truck. It is on the <laughs> truck. The, I'm like, I know that movie. Okay. We just wanted to, we just, uh, the song, the the slow one that Spider hates the most, I think. 
<laughs> the one that's slow and kind of has like uh like uh, that just sounds like a country song. Like I think we wanted that to genuinely work and have people f- feel something in uh-huh. that one. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, I know it's going to be cheesy, but I thought I could pull it all the way back around to where it was. It was cool again. Uh-huh. I thought I yeah. wanted to like bring. Yeah. It, I wanted to dive into it and be like, look, this is <laughs> this is going where you kind of expect. Uh, but I thought like. When it all fits together, like it would, uh, it would be cool. And I don't think it is. Yeah, you thought the listener was going to be like, "Fuck, man, I had these guys all wrong. They're really, <laughs> 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 really." But then, but then here's here's the interesting thing. But then to psychoanalyze you, you drop the dangers on cover just in case. <laughs> I genuinely that was. You know what? Danger Zone was my first favorite song in the world when I was a child. So I like I grew up with like uh, with with Kenny Loggins. I didn't find like cool music until like the end of like high school. Like uh-huh. you know, the gateway to like finding good stuff for me was like through like, like metal and, and everything. Like I didn't hear Roxy music until I was in college. So so, so you discovering like. Um... The next phase of, you know, like finding metal music, that didn't, anyway, like it didn't negate your love for that stuff you listened to as a little kid. No, no, like, absolutely. No, absolutely. no I still, no, I, I still, Sometimes I, that will, like, like, I had a similar, you know, like growing up, like it happens to everybody, I think. Growing up, you sort of hear whatever is on the radio or, you know, you're in the backseat of your parents' car or, the radio, you know, whatever. And for me, it was like older than you guys, like it was stuff like Ario Speedwagon was on the red journey, and you're like, oh, okay, you know. Jefferson Starship. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Uh, find your way back, cool, I know that, yeah, it's a cool song. But then, like, I found the Ramones, and I was like, fuck all that other shit. Like, it, ch- it changed every. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. just re- rejected that stuff, knowing that this was not, I didn't really love this. It was just there, and I accepted it, because that's what I thought music, there all there was. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. totally. I mean, I, 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 I have, I just still like, the old stuff. I still like the old escapism because it's what you know. It's what provides me. Uh, like it's still why I like like um, a lot of different types of comic books. Like not everything has to be written by Grant Morrison. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so, I uh, like you know, and even like I I also love the Ramones, but I watched like a Ramones documentary and you see them talking about their music and they're like, we didn't know what was going on. Oh, like, dude, <laughs> hearing them talk about their music is so fucking it's funny. It's so fucking because funny. they're always like, uh, they're always like, you know, uh, at, at, at the time in the in the late 1970s, we were fitting about uh, 20 songs into an hour set, and uh, at some point we got to uh, 25, and uh, we knew we were onto something. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what metric you are <laughs> measuring your music. Five, but it's insane. Yeah, uh, bought a whole pizza. It was really great. I love Queens. I love Christmas of the seventies. Spider, do you have any other like music projects other than Power Man Five Thousand? Or is this? Or I, 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 I like, you know, we did our job. We did our uh, our job of the podcast, which is no do no research. We did a. I think we did a good job. Actually, we I think we handled handle business here and you know i think we have a deeper understanding of each other and we're on good we're in a good place um thank you doctor but it's but no doctor but no, i don't really um I, I don't have i do like i always have um 
you know, because I do have a really varied, uh, you know, taste in music and love a lot of things. I always like, oh, it'd be great if I could, you know, do this or do that. But I realize it just doesn't make sense. I'm not going to spend all this time working on my country album and then realize that was just like a waste of time. And so I just, I do, and I, I do the power man thing musically. Um, but I do have other stuff that I do, like, you know, uh, you know, I had a, a TV show on MTV and, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, all, I'm just like, I'm always working on other creative things, but they're equally as difficult as music, if not more, you know, to get anything going. Um, and I live in LA with every other person yeah, trying to yeah. do the same thing I'm doing, but, but, but have had some success at it, which was kind of cool. I kind of, you know, if there's, if there's one thing I was only able to do in my life is like beat the crazy odds. Like I, I had no business doing music. I don't, you know, I know anything about music. I was like, let's let's try to start a band. And then somehow here it is still going and don't have to work a job, you know, and it's like, and, and then I was like, I want to have a TV show and I don't know how to do that, but somehow got a TV show on the air. So just through, you know, sheer force of will managed to make things happen. But, um, but yeah, I would, I mean, I would love to do other musical things, but it's just, like I said earlier, it just, everything takes so much effort. Even if it doesn't seem like it should, it just does. Oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Life, get, life, life, life gets in the way to have like four musical projects. You know? Yeah, man. You, uh, it's like, you were talking earlier about like Fearnet, like you got paid to go to, uh, Comic-Con. We went to Comic-Con because we had press badges and then we got kicked the fuck out of there. So... You're doing, <laughs> doing better than us, man. Um, thank, thank you for doing this. I appreciate thank it. Yeah. Thanks, Spider. Yeah, I'm glad we, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we pulled it together. Uh, I know it took a minute going back and forth, and and uh, but we did it, and I look forward to listening to it and hearing what you say about me when I hang up. <laughs> the best part of that is that's going to be at the beginning because we got to record the intro. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I uh, I should probably get on with my day, but I appreciate all your time. And you guys are funny, and you are really good at what you do. And if I just could do one last thing, fuck you, and that's it. <laughs> I got to make you do one more thing because it's uh, uh, you got to pick you got to pick your favorite song from the EP. <laughs> oh, uh, my! Oh, I have, uh, the, I'm trying to remember the names of them. Uh, I liked uh, the uh, first one. The first song? Yes. With the old yeah. Yeah. fun... F- oh, okay. All right. Two two trivia pieces that I think you'll like is um, uh, the acoustic guitar at the beginning is actually just like a really old guitar from my family. It's from 1910. Yeah. It's from 1910. It's just a really fucking old guitar. I was like, Use look, an it's an heirloom to record that? Yeah. <laughs> Shithead. Yeah. Um, Your ancestors then, are frowning. Uh, a really funny bit about the lyrics was I remember there's a line in uh, in the slow song uh, where my, my singer screams light that cigarette and I had we got in like a 40 minute uh, like deep conversation about how I, I was saying like look man cigarettes aren't cool <laughs> don't write about cigarettes in the music it's just not gonna be I'm, gl- I'm glad you 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 picked your battle <laughs> yeah man I'm sure that 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 uh, 1910 vintage uh, 
antique acoustic guitar probably loved being recorded straight into logic on a you know four hundred dollar mic. A hundred percent. It fucking lo- it loves being under my bed now. Well, I'm gonna go back and listen, and, and when you get the band back together, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's do a show, Power Man and, and dog, uh, meat. dog Meat, dog, dog meat uh, together, one night only at like the Bob's Crab Shack. And we'll- 100%. We'll go to the slide bar in in Santa Ana. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, man. So that was our conversation with Spider. Thank you. Spider from Palomon 5000. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I used to have two pet tarantulas. One, Representative Spider-Man and Senator Spider. <laughs> That's just true. You did. You had an entire like Congress of of uh, of reptiles and boogs. Yep. <laughs> I think it was a lovely conversation. It seems like he has been uh, very prepared with like an Obama level troll speech. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think yeah. he didn't expect us to just be nice kids that are silly. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because like I think he came out kind of like uh uh ready to to fight a little bit and then we were just kept like laughing because we're like you're right, man. We made a ton of assumptions. We don't know what the fuck your life's all about, man. <laughs> And I think it was kind of a weird, like, uh, uh, like a, okay, this is going to be an extremely on-brand metaphor, but it's kind of like a canal lock. No. You ever seen where uh, two canals meet and uh, they're at two different, uh, they're at two different levels and in order to get a boat from one side of the canal to the other, they have to level out that sort of uh, water using pumps and walls. And I feel like there was kind of a meeting of uh, the... There, there was a meeting that took place. Uh, anyways, I'm so it's angry. like canals, everybody. <laughs> they yeah. use them largely for... <laughs> and cut here? Yeah. Cut here. <laughs> Three, two, one. You uh, better not fucking cut this out. I'm absolutely cutting it's out It's a good part. metaphor. <laughs> um, um, well, I think... Uh, yeah, Lucy, go uh, ahead. No, I thought I thought that was a lovely conversation. Um, here's the question: Did Spider's explanation did sure. he say anything that that changed your opinion of the album? Look, I I think that uh, once I saw that music video, a, the, a lot of it turned for me, and yeah. uh, I came away thinking generally positively <laughs> about that album, honestly. And uh, but yeah, I think his explanation made sense. I still kind of think he wrote part of his Wikipedia page. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to suspend disbelief. Okay. So Lucy's answer is no. <laughs> Lucy feels the same. Um, Why don't we do favorite yeah. songs so I can go home and use my nebulizer? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's do favorite songs from the, or, or I guess like, because it was mainly Spider, like, what did you guys think of my college, uh, my post-college band? I think I, I liked it a lot. Honestly, I I was co- I was compelled by it. I thought most of it was really good. I think honestly, Sp- <laughs> spiders. Anal- I know it, I'm I'm dick riding pretty hard, but like spiders analysis is pretty spot on. It's really fun at the beginning, and it kind of feels like something that I would have really enjoyed going to see live. But by the end of it, I'm kind of like, okay, so the set would have been tiresome at some point. I think there was a point at which I was like. All right, I kind of get what you guys are doing. It maybe uh, going on a little bit too long here, and uh, you know, then we get to danger zone. I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah, the ball. Uh, the thing about the ballad is, uh, we kind of 
me and the guitarist especially were kind of uh, uh the other guitarists were like I don't really know about this guitar tone like there's the whole yeah. long breakdown uh that happens and we're doing these like little slidey pull off things that don't register because there's barely any gain on the guitars yeah it is basically a clean tone the I know the guitar time. does sound pretty rough I don't like the guitar tone at all I, d- I d- here's the I did it in the studio but <laughs> I was like I guess he's gonna do something to it later and he didn't nope <laughs> yeah it also took like three years to mix this so thing. I don't know about you guys but uh, I don't want to see Katie die <laughs> so yeah, yeah let's, let's do favorite songs let's, let's do favorite songs favorite, favorite songs uh, I think uh, number one first song liked it a lot the uh, the president of what yeah, 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 and it's a, with what, the dog bark. I, I'm very curious about the the acoustic guitar and like, how did you guys do that live? Did you like do just kind of like a clean guitar? Yeah, and then clean just guitar. To, yeah, okay, cool. All right, yeah. moving on. Um, I'm gonna go with. I liked all the songs on this album. Uh, I enjoyed the album a lot. Uh, oh, I'm gonna, thank you. I'm gonna go with uh, Danger Zone. I, I the Danger Zone. I thought that was particularly yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, I actually, yeah, it was pretty fun. And like I said, I was just shocked to find out that you guys sounded like Bon Jovi some of the time. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to go with Pork Chop Express because I love Big Trouble in Little China. And there's the lyrics about being on drugs, I think. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just uh, sh- shout out to uh, like uh, some of the drum fills on this. I forgot that like uh, Chris Lane, the drummer. Kind of shreds a little, like yeah. really shreds the different parts. And Malachi sounds great on uh, Y'all when he's are, singing. Are clearly really talented. Like it's a good album for twenty-two year olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I totally. just wish we could have written about something. Yeah, <laughs> probably should have done that. But you know what? We were drunk and high the whole time. Yeah. So uh, all right. Well, uh, I I get uh, lay a spider egg, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.